0: Verses one to five, only five verses. I'd like to read them very slowly, but I can't read them too slowly, but I'll read them as slowly as I can. Let's open our hearts to the word of the Lord tonight. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. Not simply an angel, Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord, which is fairly certain in Scripture in the Old Testament as a reference to Jesus Christ, a Christophany, appearance of the Lord. Joshua the high priest standing before Jesus our Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, that's Jehovah, capital ORD in the text Jehovah so we have four persons here we have Joshua we have Jesus we have Jehovah and we have Satan he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord the Christ and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him and Jehovah said to Satan the Lord rebuke you Satan The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? This Joshua, is he not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, see... I have removed your iniquity from you and I will clothe you with rich robes and I said let them put a clean turban on his head so they put a clean turban on his head and they put the clothes on him and Jesus stood by and the angel of the Lord stood by Joshua a young man a brand plucked from the fire, a life newly saved, a life newly born again. Fully saved, a brand plucked from the fire, he's out from hellfire. he's out from the fires, but yet, not yet fully sanctified. And Satan was at his right hand, resisting, accusing, being an adversary, to Joshua, trying to hold him in a place to confine him, to impinge upon his spirit, to harass him. A person newly saved, and Satan there to harass that life. Joshua was an easy target for the enemy at that point. He was all too aware of his spiritual struggles and his misgivings and his shortcomings, guilt and condemnations that were, were upon him. And Jesus dealt with it. Jesus dealt with it. It's as, if he says, it's as if he said to his father, Jehovah, why do you permit, why do you allow this devil spirit, Satan, why do you allow this envious cheat to afflict your son that's been born again. He's a brand plucked from the fire, Father. He's newly saved. He's newly come to the kingdom of God by faith and righteousness. It's no wonder that there are some sparks unquenched in him, some smoking remains, some stubborn soot, some corruptions in him that are not yet put to death. And what Jesus did for Joshua, he does for all of us. He apologizes for our weaknesses and infirmities before the Father. And he pleads our life and he pleads our case. Does not the Bible say that he lives to make intercession for us? He's pleading for us. He's calling before the Father that we might stand spotless, that every stain of sin and soot and blackness that has come from the past and is on our lives be totally taken care of. He pleads our case before the Father. Father, they're just, they're just brands plucked from the fire. There's, there's still some lingering residue on them, but just I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to work on them. He said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you. You're not going to try and blow on those smoldering embers of the past life and inflame that person to sin once again. Those embers are going to cool and die out completely. Take the filthy garments. Garments still spotted by the flesh. Take the filthy garments from this man, Joshua. Clothe him with rich robes. Put garments of glory and beauty. Put the garments of God upon that person. And crown that Joshua with a holy crown. With the plate on the front. Holiness to the Lord. Holiness to the Lord. And the angel of the Lord stood by. Jesus stands by to make sure that his intercessions and his pleading and his Sanctifying work will be accomplished in our lives. He stands by to make sure it will be completed in us No matter the struggles no matter the soot no matter how we feel at times the Lord is there He says I'm gonna perfect that which concerns you. I love the care and patience of the Lord with us don't you Four simple points tonight, quick points. Number one, get alone with God. Get alone with God. Deal with the smoldering embers. Deal with the sparks of the flesh life. Deal with some sparks of attitude and angers and hostilities and bitternesses. Get alone with God. Mark chapter 1, 12 to 13 After Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit was upon him and filled him, it says immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. As soon as Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was taken by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, out into the wilderness alone with God so he could overcome the devil. And God needs us to separate ourselves after we've been saved and baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to separate ourselves unto the Lord. Get alone with God so we can learn how to overcome the devil in our lives. Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. If you get into the secret place with God, alone with God, some place in your house that is your place with God, that you go, it's your retreat. It's your place, the secret place with God, where you pour out your heart and you're in the Word and you're calling on God. If you will find a place alone with God and shut yourself in, regularly and consistently with the lord there will be an open reward on your life there will be a manifestation of your prayer life there will be an evidence you will change from the inside out out of that secret place you will come and you will walk with power and you will walk with strength before the lord galatians one15 to 17 the apostle paul when The Apostle Paul got saved and water baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he went out into the regions of of Arabia, into the wilderness areas of Arabia for up to three years, alone with God, working out his salvation, working out his life, and this is what he said. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. The Apostle Paul began to spend time alone with God after his conversion, seeking the Lord. He says, there's one great purpose that God had in my life. It was to reveal his son in me. Well, what about my ministry? We'll talk about ministry later. The first thing we need is God to reveal his son in us. Let the image of Christ come forth in us. His likeness, his spirit, his attitudes, his joy, his compassion, his care, his spirit, his zeal. Apostle Paul said the first thing God wants to do is reveal his son in you. And then we'll talk about your ministry. Spend time alone with God the secret place of the Most High, a room in your house, a place where you go and retreat. You get alone with God. The Bible promises an open reward. Joshua, a young man plucked from the fire, still some lingering things, things he was dealing with in his flesh life, inconsistencies, spiritual struggles, flesh life. Get alone with God and let God reveal his son In you in you bring forth the likeness of Christ number two get in the word get in the word Psalm 119 9 to 11 how can a young man cleanse his way how can a young woman cleanse her way by taking heed according to your word with my whole heart I have sought you Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Let me not wander from your commandments. It's a cry in the heart of a young man, of a young woman. Is there anyone tonight, you feel the pull of the world, you feel the pull of your peers, you know what you're dealing with. There's a fight and a battle for your soul. The enemy at your right hand resisting you, accusing you, wanting to pull you back, wanting to pull you off in some direction. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. How do we cleanse our way? We get into the word of God. My word, your word, I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That I might not sin against you. When we're saved, baptized, filled with the spirit, we begin our walk with God. We must center our lives. We must bury our lives, immerse our lives in the word of God. Because there will be cleansing and there will be washing and the fires of the past will go out and smoldering remains will be quenched and we will stand with a new mandate in our spirit. We'll stand with a new strength. It will be the word of God in us. Jesus went out into the wilderness with the word and the spirit and he overcame the devil. He had the word in his mouth and in his heart. It is written, it is written, it is written. He had the Holy Spirit upon him. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to defeat the enemy so he could walk in victory and liberty in his ministry and life. Now, Jesus had no no lingering soot of sin on him. He had no compromise. He had no flesh life that was looking to erupt in his life. He had no worldliness, but we do. And we must get alone with God, and we must immerse our lives in the Word. There is no temptation. There is no temptation, but that the Word of God will arm you against it. There's no temptation we can face, but that the Word of God will give us ammunition, arm us, Help us to secure victory. Proverbs four ten to 13. Hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. If we walk with the Lord, our steps will not be hindered. We can run and we will not stumble. But if we don't follow the Lord, we will stumble in the darkness and not know our way. Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. She is your life. The wisdom of God, the word of God. And then that wonderful verse in Psalm 56:13. For Thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not Thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? What a promise of God. Lord, You've plucked me out of the fire. You've pulled me from the fires of hell and destruction. You've delivered my soul from death. Will You not deliver my feet from falling and stumbling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? The promise of God to us that he will change us. That the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, is standing by. He sees the battle for our lives. He sees the enemy resisting us. He sees the adversary. And he's there pleading our life, pleading our cause before the Father. That these people are going to walk with God and they're going to be holy and they're going to stand as men and women of God in the earth. Number three, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Come on, the Holy Spirit is speaking again in the house. Prayer service the other night. Prayer over the congregation tonight. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It amazes me how many Christians are content to go through life without being filled with the Holy Spirit. Who's afraid of the Holy Ghost? We're afraid of ourselves. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a guide. The Holy Spirit is power. The Holy Spirit is our best friend. The Holy Spirit will work with us and fill us and guide us. The greatest need in our lives as Christians after we have been born again and baptized in water is to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. An Acts 2, 1 to 4 experience where the Holy Spirit comes upon us and we are immersed, we are baptized in the Holy Spirit just like we were in water. And all of a sudden out of our innermost being flows rivers of living water, spiritual utterance, speaking in other tongues. We've got the language of heaven on our lips. We've got the language of heaven flowing out of our spirit. Young Christians stumble and fall. They're not filled with the Holy Ghost. They need power. They need to be immersed. They need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in John 737, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink he that believes on me as the scripture has said out of his belly his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water the next verse says this he spoke of the holy ghost this he spoke of the holy ghost you shall receive power if you haven't been filled with the holy spirit you've never been baptized in the holy spirit Begin to ask God. Say, Lord, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know why I've resisted. I don't know why I've run from this. Lord, I need to run to you. I need the power of your Holy Spirit in my life. Jesus said, begin to drink. Come unto me and begin to drink. Begin to drink in of my presence. Begin to drink in of my life and of who I am. And something will happen inside of you. And you will begin to flow From your innermost being, rivers of living water, blessing and magnifying the Lord, speaking in other tongues, supernatural language of the Lord. This is beyond the head. This is beyond the heart. It's at the hips, birthing level, the fruitful place of the loins, the deepest part of our being. The Bible says rivers of living water will flow out of us. And this he spoke by the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke 11 13 if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him and so we have to ask and we have to present ourselves and we can be at the altar and in the presence of the Lord Take a season. If you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't have spiritual utterance in you and Acts 2-4 experience, begin to call on the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with power. I need that utterance. I need that Holy Ghost language. I need that Holy Spirit flow in my life. Begin to wait on the Lord. Be at the altars. Ask believers to pray for you. It usually doesn't take place like in two or three minutes, you know. Just something quick and filled with the Holy Ghost and away I go. No, come and drink. Begin to call on the Lord. Begin to surrender. And when your life is surrendered and your life is broken before the Lord and it's laid out before the Lord in full consecration, that power of the Holy Spirit will rest upon you and out of your being will flow rivers of life and rivers of living water and you'll be changed forever. Remember Pastor Mark's message a number of months ago? John the Baptist. John the Baptizer, a Baptist, said the people of God need more than my message. said, I baptize you in water. Born again, baptized in water. But he said, there's one coming after me who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So we present ourselves before Jesus. Say, Jesus, you baptize me into the power and life and fire of the Holy Spirit. I need you desperately in my life. You shall receive power. You want to get rid of smoking remains and stubborn soot? and sparks unquenched, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and your life will change forever. Those disciples of Christ walked with him for three and a half years. So many different things going on inside of them. But once they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they never denied the Lord. They never turned back. They were filled with power, and they walked in righteousness, and they held to the ways of the Lord. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number four, Stay under spiritual covering. Stay under spiritual covering. The enemy likes to take out the loners, those that wander. Begin to forsake the house of God and the gathering of the saints. Dabble with church attendance. Isaiah 4, 2-6, In that day the branch of the Lord... Shall be beautiful and glorious, the branch of the Lord, Jesus Christ and His people. In that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped the brands plucked from the fire, escaped the fires of hell, escaped Satan's dominion, escaped the bondage of sin. And it shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in the heavenly Jerusalem will be called holy, everyone who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst, when the Lord has washed away our filth of the bride of Christ, Purge the blood guiltiness of Jerusalem from midst. how? By the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. The spirit of judgment is the word of God. Judge yourselves that you be not judged. We judge ourselves by the word of God. We bring the word of God over our life, and it judges us. And we say, I'm not living right, I'm not speaking right, I'm not walking right. I will let that word judge me, because we are washed We are cleansed by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. That's the Holy Spirit inside of us as we pray in supernatural utterance and call on the Lord, the Word, and the Spirit. Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above every church, above her assemblies, a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night, the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, For over all the glory, over all the kabod, the presence of God on his people, there will be a covering, a defense, a canopy, a protection. And there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge and for a shelter from storm and rain. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and excellent. Isaiah 60, 21, Also your people shall all be righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. We are the branch of his planting. The Lord says the branch of the Lord will be beautiful when I come and do a work by my word and by my spirit. I will cleanse the filthiness of the bride of Christ. I will wash. I will renew. I will have my fire of the Holy Spirit upon them. The fruit of the earth will be excellent. And he says, upon every local church, upon every assembly where my holy people are gathered, my presence will be there, my cobbled, my glory cloud will be upon them, and they will be under a covering. They will be under spiritual protection. I will watch over them. It doesn't matter the circumstances or the winds that blow. Or inclement weather that might come upon their lives in some way, they're under my protection and I will care for them in the house of the Lord. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Maybe if the writer was writing today, he might say, as the manner of many is. It's a warning. I've gone to church three times a week all my life, at least three. Three times a week when I was a child. Three times a week when I was a teenager. Three times a week when I was a young adult. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and once in the week. Three times a week as an adult, and three times a week as a preacher. And it saved my life and saved my family. And I thank God for spiritual covering, and I thank God for the house of the Lord. Well, let's have the worship team come, and let's close out with 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 to 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anyone here tonight? Maybe you feel like Joshua, an easy target for the enemy. The enemy harassing you for your supposed unspirituality. Shortcomings, failings, like you're still dealing with soot and some smoldering embers of your life and of the past, and they just seem to irk your spirit and war against you and come against you. Listen tonight, take the word of the Lord Jesus is at your side against the enemy, He is rebuking the enemy. No more, you resisting adversary. You lying cheat, you wicked spirit. Jesus is speaking against the enemy on your behalf. Jesus is calling out to the Father. Yes, even apologizing for our weaknesses and infirmities. He cares about us. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to break every fire of the past. He wants us to break completely from the power of Satan and walk in the power and strength of the Lord. You side with God tonight. You side with God tonight. Joshua, lift up your head. Joshua, take on the new garments. Joshua received the work of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit because he's here to change and bring life and minister. And Joshua was clothed clothed with new garments, and he was crowned, clothed and crowned in the presence of the Lord. And he walked out the will of God. Stood in righteousness. Blessed the people of God and furthered the kingdom. If you're struggling with condemnation and guilt tonight, cast off the works of darkness. Say enemy no more. I resist you too. I wonder sometimes when I read that passage, why did the Lord have to rebuke Satan? Because maybe Joshua wasn't. The Lord said, I'm going to take over here, but I'm going to teach this son, I'm going to teach this daughter that they have to get involved too so they can live righteous and holy before me. Hallelujah. If that's you tonight, don't let the enemy badger you any longer. Say, Jesus, I know I've been plucked out of the fire, destined for hell and darkness. You saved me. I'm yours, I know I'm yours, now you're going to help me deal with myself. So every smoldering ember, every stubborn soot that's on my life will fully and finally be eradicated, and I will stand in your strength and walk with you, hallelujah, hallelujah, be encouraged. Man, I remember when I was a teenager, I needed encouragement, the pull of the flesh, the pull of the world, the pull of peers, spirit of the age, power of the enemy, fighting for your life when you're young. I thank God for every prayer. I thank God for every service I was in. I thank God for every worship service I was in where the protection and covering and blessing of God could deal with those ungodly fires until I got baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and got the Word of God inside of me and started to walk in strength. For greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. And he will teach us how to walk. Lord, you've delivered my soul from hell. Will you not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? And he says, yes, I will. I will work with you. Faithfully is he who calls you, who also will do it. Let's stand tonight. Hallelujah. Maybe there's someone or a few people here tonight struggling in your spirit. You feel the warfare. You feel the warfare. You're like Joshua. You're not sure which way it's going to go. You're struggling in yourself and such a battle by the enemy. If that's you tonight, please step out from where you are. Slip down to the front. People of God want to pray for you and strengthen you. Minister to you surrender yourself once again. Maybe you need a fresh breakthrough of the Lord in your life Slip out from where you are This is life and death This is heaven and hell This is for eternity If you're struggling against the enemy, struggling in yourself, slip out from where you are. Say, Lord, I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I want to walk with you. You know I do. Let me not wander from your commandments, Lord. Let me not wander. You know my feet are prone to falling. You know I'm prone to go my own way. Lord, protect me. Put your hand upon me. Keep me by your power. We care for our people. We care for these young people. We care for the new converts. We care for converts that have been with the Lord a long time and are struggling because they're running up against some rogue wins and some battles they've never faced before. Beautiful power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you here tonight and you say, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want an Acts 2, 1 to 4 experience. I want supernatural language. I want to speak in the Holy Ghost. I want to prophesy in tongues. I want to speak in tongues. I want rivers of living water to flow out of me. I want to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. You say, tonight, I'm going to take a step. I'm going to take a step forward into that. I'm going to begin to wait on the Lord. If anyone thirst let him come to me start to drink tonight start to take into the Lord and maybe over the next few days or even over the next few weeks you separate yourself to God say Lord I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit I need your power and in that surrender in that surrender how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him let's not resist the Holy Spirit Let's not hold to our tradition or some self-consciousness in our hearts. It only keeps us from the fullness of God. But let's offer ourselves. Let's offer ourselves. Here I am, Lord. Take me. Make me. Break me and use me for your glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's offer ourselves to the Lord as we close out tonight. Jesus, thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your love and care and kindness. Thank you for the way you work with us, Lord, and your long-suffering spirit with us, your gentleness to lead us and guide us and carry us on in your ways and guide us on in your kingdom so we can walk with you all the days of our life. Hallelujah.